It was a crazy week in 7-4-A and just a crazy week in general. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Granny's Bakery 7-4-A Division One show right here on S2S, part of L4 Media. As you saw, Salina barely survived to stay at undefeated and go to 3-0. Uh, you saw Carter lose in a tough one after beating Kimball the week before. Losing to Sunnyvale. Maybe Sunnyvale's just real this year down in 3A. They have started out really well. Uh, you saw Wilmer Hutchins stay at uh, undefeated by winning. And we're going to be talking about all those today. But before we do that, we want to thank our sponsor. And that's Granny's Bakery located at 401 West Buchanan Street in Salina. You can give them a call at 469-352-8806. You can find them online at grannysweeties.com. And you can email them at grannysweet llc at gmail.com and i tell you what just go to their facebook page uh, just type in granny's bakery you'll find it it's got a cool logo it says established in 2020 but just look at all the stuff that she posed uh they, they posted yesterday that their fall cupcake trio of pumpkin spice butter pecan and cinnamon roll i mean my goodness that sounds good that they, they also have certain Things that I absolutely love. I'm a cookies person, and, and I just drool looking at Granny's Bakery's Facebook page when they're posting their cookies in their pies. I'm not even a big pie or pumpkin pie or apple pie guy, uh, but they posted a, a reel uh, the other day, and it just looks absolutely delicious. And I know I've said that a couple times already because I talked a, uh, a few weeks ago about the, uh, I think it was the Banana Foster cake. I'm not a banana fan. I don't even know what Foster is, but my goodness, when you looked at it online, it looked absolutely delicious. And they don't do they don't just do cooking. Granny's Bakery is also going to teach. And that's the thing I love is she does these classes because she got her cooking skills from her grandmother, hence the name, and she wants to pass it on. And I think that's absolutely awesome. So check them out again online at grannysweeties.com. Find them in Salina at 401 Pecan Street, West Pecan Street. Give them a call, 469-352-8806. And yes, oh, and she wanted me to let everybody know that they're having more classes. I know we already talked about that. But literally, as I was recording this, she messaged me and said, hey, could you possibly mention we have some classes coming up? And people go to the website again. That's grannysweeties.com to sign up. Basically, you go to the page, uh, go to the main page, go down all the way to the bottom where it says classes, click on it, and then it tells you what their upcoming classes are. Like here coming up at the end of the month, they're going to have cake decorating with wine. Uh, early October, she's going to have granny's bread making class. So also, hey, buttercream cookie decorating, no jokes. I mean, right before the holidays, that's a good thing to have. So, again, you can check out all the classes and everything. Just go to grannysweeties.com forward slash classes but we do appreciate them for being the title sponsor of this 74a division one show let's jump into it salina i don't know what to think you know i'm gonna say this it's gonna be hard to know what to think about walnut grove a team that's already 5a numbers they're basically playing an outlaw schedule they'll start uil official next year with the next realignment I know Gunner beat them really, really bad to begin the year, but one thing or a couple things that I've heard was that they moved the ball well against Gunner. They just couldn't put it in the end zone when it mattered, and that they might have not had the roster that they have now. I, I think that I think with them being an outlaw, an outlaw not in a bad way. That's just what you call it. But with them being a program that's trying to 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 get started, 
they can kind of play guys as they get them. They don't have to sit them out and everything like that. So I think there could be some differences. I also just think you're seeing the growth of a program starting from scratch and saying all that. The offensive numbers that they put up against Salina, if you're Salina, I think you've got to be a little bit worried with who you've got on the schedule uh, coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, but on the night, Walnut Grove had 409 total yards. They had uh, 16 first downs. They ran the ball for 272 yards. Uh, they scored 13 in the first, 7 in the second. Uh, they were up going into half, 20-7. to seven. Salina got 14 in the third and brought it close. And then uh, it looked like Walnut Grove was going to pull away in regulation and Salina scored two touchdowns in that fourth quarter and then were able to get the win. Now, offensively for Salina, 395 total yards. A lot of that in the second half. I know they had a, a lineman that didn't play in the first half. He played in the second half. And so I think that made a big difference. Good comeback win, though. And this was another game that was delayed for a long time. So, you know, again, we, we talked about it on, on sideline to sideline. I, I don't know how much you can, you know, what you can take from this past week for these games that got had long stoppages of play because sometimes that's almost like two different games. And, and so, uh, you know, for Solana, you just you take the win and you're happy with it. Uh, but, but you know, this is what non-district's about. They've got things they've got to work on, and they've got Anna this week. We'll talk about that one here in a little bit. That is another show. You know, last year's game was awesome. Uh, that, that Anna team, you know, what was it, 28-25? Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people thought, okay, Anna's losing their quarterback. Anna's losing their wide receiver. They're going to have to figure things out. And, and, you know, Grant of Sideline to Sideline, my co-host, for 4A, he feels that Anna's already better than they were last year. I'm not inclined to disagree too much. On the year, they beat Decatur, a really good team, 37-30. to 30. A, a Decatur team that had a two-score advantage over Stephenville uh, last Friday before all the weather, and then Stephenville came back and won 56-55. Uh, to 55. A Decatur team that's 0-3, but they're probably the best team at 0-3 in the state. Uh, and Anna beat them, uh, getting 16 points in that fourth quarter uh, to outlast Decatur 37 to 30. They beat uh, Aubrey 42 to nothing uh, two weeks ago. Now Aubrey lost everything from from a really good squad last year, and and they're struggling this year. Uh, but still, that's still an impressive win. And then of course, uh, last week they didn't play. Uh, this week, they've got Salina. Then they're going to have Walnut Grove here in a couple weeks as well. So that's just kind of an interesting to see where they are and see where Walgrove is at that point. Uh, Walnut Grove, I mean, excuse me, at that point. Uh, but in this game for Salina, it, it's going to be about trying to to stop an offense that so far ha has scored at least 37 points in, in their games. Now, I, I, Jacob Emmers was out. I don't know if he'll be back for this game. Uh, that's going to be a you know that that's going to be a, a huge factor for for them. I, I think the thing though that what people forget about uh, is that you know th this Anna defense is going to be pretty salty this year. They didn't get a lot of recognition last year, and because they gave up a lot of points at times, but boy, they 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 really kind of locked it down uh, come playoff time. Uh, holding Stephenville to thirty two, which again in today's era that's pretty darn good. Uh, Grant and I were at that game, and that was just a 
Great, great game. Uh, and then holding Salina to 24 after holding them to 25 earlier in the year. Now, they did give up 31 to China Spring, but, I mean, that's China Spring, back-to-back state champs. And, and that game was way closer than that score. Um, so I, I think people forget that that defense is pretty solid with C.J. Miller and Grayson Stewart and Abram Greer, the three linebackers, one of the better linebacker cores you're going to see in all of Texas high school football. I, I want to see what this Salina offensive line and the young running backs do in, in this one. I, I like Salina. I think Salina gets revenge from last year. I think it's going to be another four to five point game. I think, you know, last year it was 28, 25 and 27, 24. I think it's in that same area, 31, 28. And so I'm going to go Salina in this game, but it is going to be a battle. By the way, next week, Matt Diggs will be back on. Uh, the schedules sometimes won't work out, so sometimes it'll just be like me doing it today. Uh, but Matt will be back on next week as well. And also, I've been talking to a couple coaches. We're going to start having some interviews here soon as well. But let's move over to Dallas uh, Carter. I- I'll admit I'm a little surprised by the Sunnyvale loss. Um, you know, Carter came in and they had destroyed Yates, uh, uh, you know, and that's not saying much. And they beat a, a solid 5A Kimball team. Uh, in the South Dallas Super Bowl, 20-8. to eight. And, and look, Sunnyvale, man, they have started off the year very, very good. They're at 2-1, and one, but their loss was the 4A Terrell. They beat Aubrey to begin things, and then they beat Carter last week. And I don't know what to think about that. Now, last year, and I still use last year for now uh, because it still matters. We're going to get a couple more games in the season, and then we won't really talk about last year except for just scores. And I guess that's what I'm doing here now. But last year, Sunnyvale beat Carter 42 to 18. So maybe I was just looking a little too much into I think Carter's supposed to be better this year. You know, that's supposed to be the thing is this is a year, and when you look at what they have coming back, you, you, you kind of feel like it should be their year maybe. The Cowboys come into the season – with eight offensive returning starters, five defensive returning stars. Now, they did lose Nico Johnson, who went to McNeese State, and, and he was a big-time player. But Kadeen Landry, really, really good line, uh, running back. They have a really solid offensive line anchored by Sam Kennard. Big dude, like six foot five, three fifty. He's one of those mountain guys. He's only going to get bigger. And he's not, he's not soft big. He's just a big dude. They have a really good secondary. Uh, and, and, you know, for Carter, it's just about finding that consistency. You start out 2-0, and and then you lose to, to Sunnyvale. And, and they did the same thing last year. Um, yeah, you know, of note, when you look at who they lost to and who they beat last year, Carter basically beat the teams that they were supposed to and, and then lost to the teams they were supposed to. And, and that playoff game is, I think, really frustrating against Lake Worth, losing 7-2. to I mean, that's a game that – I think that Coach Gilbert and the Cowboys feel they should have won. And so we'll see if they take that next step. I think they can. You know, I said it on the first 7-4A Division I show. This is a district that can have three teams make nice runs in the playoffs, depending on the matchups. But Carter's got to find that consistency. Got to be able to beat the teams like Sunnyvale. Hey, look at Wilmer Hutchins, man. They're 3-0. Oh. Now, have they beat anybody? They beat a Dunbar team uh, 33-7 to that won their next game. They beat a 3-8 Ponder team 30-29. to I don't know what that tells you. 
They then beat South Southwest of Fort Worth 33 to 28. And then last week beat Northside 12 to 9. They've got Hillcrest uh today. Actually, I'm recording this on Thursday morning. But so far on the year, you know, they've looked pretty solid. Last year they were one and two at this point. I, I think they'll go to three and oh or four and oh. Uh, and they they might not – well, I, yeah, I'll say it. I don't think they lose until Panther Creek. And I'm not saying they lose to Panther Creek. I'm just saying I think they'll take care of Hillcrest. They'll think, take care of Pinkston pretty easy to start district play next week. Yeah, that's right. Big district, man. We start district play next week. Um, but, yeah, so far the Eagles have looked pretty decent, but I just don't think you, you we can tell a lot. I don't think we will be able to tell a lot until that Panther Creek game, who, by the way, they are 2-1. and one. Losing to Emerson uh, last week, forty-eight to thirty-one, in a game that got away from them. They'll take on Aubrey this week. Now, I know Dave Campbell's has Panther Creek as the underdog, but I think that they should beat Aubrey, who is just not as good as last year, at least not at this point. The Chaparrales so far they're zero and three or zero and two with a game that got canceled. Coach Ivy, you know, knew going into the season they they had lost a ton. They they lost Cameron Fields and, and Jeff Runyon and, and a ton of on both sides of the ball, and, and so you knew it was going to be a slow process. Uh, and I think they're going to be fine for their district. You know, five four A Division two, it, it'll be them, and it'll you know it'll be Sanger, Chad Rogers now there at Sanger. It'll, they'll be into it. Don't don't count out Farmersville in that one. I know it's not our show, but don't count out Farmersville, man. They've started out quietly two and zero. Not that they've played anybody uh, uh, of great talent, but for a program that has completely struggled the last ten years, uh, it, it's good to see that they're back at two and zero. But you know, going back to the game at hand, I like Panther Creek against Aubrey. They'll start district on the twenty first next Thursday on the road at North Dallas. North Dallas is one and two. They started off the year with a win over Samuel, 41 to six. They've lost the last two to Seagoville and the Spruce. They've got Venus on the night. Venus, uh, this game will be in Venus. The Fly Traps. No, I'm just kidding. The Bulldogs. Uh, they're on the year two and one. They lost to Palmer, 47 to 26, and then beat South Hills 33 to 18 and shut out Jefferson last week, uh, 47 to zero. Venus has one of those cool helmets on the year, man. I, I really like their, their look. If you, if you know about me, I'm a big helmets guy. That's why if you've ever watched the Cal our NFL show, you'll see all the helmets I have. Uh, but yeah, so I, I like Venus in this game. Don't be surprised though, if North Dallas keeps it a, a close game. Carrollton Ranch View, they're one and two. The Wolves, you know, they they lost to a, a really solid rebuilding Paris North Lamar team in a very competitive game, week one, 27 to 12. Uh, Brendan Whitaker uh, out at Paris North Lamar, the head coach there. He's, he's starting to turn the Vikes around. Uh, and then the Wolves lost in another competitive game against Hillcrest uh, in week two, 22 to 19. And then lad, last week, they absolutely dominated. Uh, Fort Worth Diamond Hill Jarvis, 52 to nothing. I don't know what that's going to tell you. Uh, this week, you're, you're, they're going to take some lumps as they are hosting Wichita Falls Hershey, uh, a, a Husky team that maybe is not quite as good as they were last year. I mean, that, that's easy to say when, when you lose someone uh, like a Marion Peterson and Jamarian Carroll, two of the most athletic guys that were playing in 4A last year. 
but they are one and two. They started off beating Clint thirty-four to nothing. They lost to Brock twenty-eight to fourteen. That wasn't a shock. I mean, even last year's game, Brock really should have won that game. But losing to Springtown forty-two to fourteen, that's interesting for me for the Huskies. But in this game, I just think Javon Frazier and Jimmy Falls. And that offense is just going to be way too much for a Ranchview team that's they're, – they're, they're building. And it feels like – and we, we talked about this in the, the very first show. This is a very – this district this last year of what it looks like is very much a have and have-nots, but the have-nots are all trying to become the haves. And so you've got teams like Ranchview – who are going to struggle, but but Coach Leonard is, is trying to to turn things around on the fly, uh, and then you got a team like Pinkston, three and zero. They beat Wills Point thirty eight to twenty two. They beat Sunset sixty one to nothing, and they beat Seagullville thirty four to twenty eight. They've got Cedar Hill TLC if that game plays with Cedar Hill with Cedar Hill TLC. You never know, but they've got next week, and we'll talk about it next week. They start district playoff against Wilmer Hutchins. Now, you, you, we're going to assume that the natural progression of this district is going to be the three at the top in play for district two seed and three seeder Salina, Carter, and Panther Creek. And, and not that Panther Creek's a lock, but, but I think that they're close to it. I, I think we're starting to see that. But that fourth spot, man, that, that's up for play, and anybody can grab it. And so for a team like Pinkston and a team like Wilmer Hutchins, that first week literally could be your playoff elimination because you know who you can and cannot beat for the most part. Almost every coach, any coach that I know of that knows what they're doing can usually look at their district schedule, know their team, know their opponents, and tell you, hey, this is where we need to do. We've got three games we cannot win. We've got three games we should be able to win easily. We've got this one game that will probably decide if we make the playoffs or not. That one game for Wilmer Hutchins and Pinkston could be week one, unless you're going to pull off an upset of somebody above you. So that is interesting, and it's fun, but it's also kind of, oh, man, Literally, a team season will be decided September 22nd, the last week of September. But, hey, man, that's the way football goes, or second to the last week of September. But yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. This is a fun non-district week, but, man, I am so excited to be talking 7 for a actual district games next week. That uh, They all count from that point on. And, again, we will have Matt Diggs on next week. I want to remind you, if you have any questions, thoughts, or comments, email them to me, terry at s2sport.com. You can find us on all podcast feeds. Just type in S2S Sports Network or go to S2SSport.com or just find us on Facebook. Just type in Sideline to Sideline or on Twitter at Grant and Terry. And again, we want to thank Granny's Bakeries for being uh, the title sponsor. Find them in Salina at 401 West Pecan Street in Salina. Give them a call, 469-352-8806. Email them grand sweet llc at gmail.com or go to their website and look at all the goodies at granny's sweeties.com and until next time i'm terry bennett and this has been the granny's bakery 748 division one show right here on s2s sports part of l4 media